a lot of people are asking, what is the relevance of God? What is the relevance of religion? What role does God play in my life? And they see some people suffering, whether it's family issues, whether it's illnesses, whether it's cancer, whether it's poverty. And they ask, well, this person spent his life with Allah, devoted to Allah, devoted to faith. What happened to God? Where is God in their life now? When they need God, where is God? How come God is not helping them? So how is God relevant in our lives today in the year 2022, especially those living in the West? We look at the world and we see that it's filled with injustice, with tyranny, with oppression, with poverty. 25% of people around the world do not even have drinking water, clean drinking water to drink. And there are powerful agnostic atheist movements that instill this in the minds of everybody especially the children at school and when we discuss such issues and when we raise such issues there are some people who say but those things are not so relevant to our community alhamdulillah our community they're all mu'min they're all muttaqi they're all at the peak of iman peak of yaqeen they don't question anything they don't so those are irrelevant topics to us we're happy to discuss more traditional things while some people sit and argue on the style of Sheikh Abdul Zahr al Kaabi and Sayyid Jassim al Tawarjawi, rahimahumullah, and which one reads in better style? The world is discussing a battle over God. This is reality. Let me wake you up to some reality. What do I mean a battle over God? Do I mean a battle? between atheists and Muslims, between Muslims and non-Muslims, between Christians and Jews, Jews and Muslims, between believers and non-believers? No, that's not what I mean. I mean a battle over God amongst believers. Amongst believers. Look at the history of the religious movement since the inception of religion on the face of this earth. Go re read history. Read the history of the most deadly battles, most bloody battles, most bloody invasions, crusades, people who were burnt alive, people who were buried alive, people who lost their limbs. Huh? Where do you, what do you find there? You find that Christians killed more Christians than atheists ever killed Christians. Christians burned more Christians than any other pagan army. Christians buried other Christians alive than any other foreign army. What about Muslims? Muslims have killed more Muslims than any other foreign entity. The Christians kill other Christians to glorify Jesus, right? He's a Christian. This other fellow is a Christian too. They kill each other. They fight each other. They burn each other to glorify Jesus. And Muslims, the same thing. They kill one another to glorify God. The battle is over God, but they kill each other. They crucify each other. They cut each other's limbs. Look at the past month only. The past month, look at the news. Afghanistan, Pakistan, the kingdom of terrorism, all those. Some people were beheaded. Some people during their Ramadan, Gatherings, reading the Quran, doing dua to Allah, 
they're blasted. Sometimes we find the same type of mentality, the same type of people, almost in every Husseiniyyah, every masjid, every gathering, the ultra-holy, ultra-conservative. And they don't mind if they're the only people in the masjid. Four people, they're there, that's all they care about. What about all the other people? The people here are important, but people outside those four walls are as important as people within those four walls. What about them? Who's going to go after them? Who's going to help them? Who's going to guide them? Who's going to answer their questions? But Ahl al-Bayt are different, brothers. Ahl al-Bayt, they are the hope that we have. If we follow, if we truly follow their way, we have hope. We're inspired by them. Amir al-Mu'mineen wa Mawla al-Muwahideen, Abu al-A'imah, the one who we're commemorating this night, he was the one that believed and practiced freedom of speech. Freedom of expression, for people to ask, to think, to ponder, not to suppress them. That is why when he gave khutbat al-Jum'ah, some people will rise. We'll stand up. Why? Because he was saying things that were music to their ears? No. It was the khawarij, the ultra-conservative, who stood and they told him, And that is why today, we have many of the youth they don't have a good relationship with Allah. Allah no longer resides in their hearts. They're far away from Allah. They don't enjoy Allah's presence in their lives. And we don't think of them. And we don't have a plan to bring them back and to restore their relationship with the Almighty Allah. Why? Because we've closed our doors to everybody who's different than us. We read du'a Joshan al-Kabir, we read du'a Abu Hamza al-Thamali, we read du'a al-Iftitah, we read all those du'as, but do we know this Allah? Do we have that love, that passion for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And I'm here to speak of you, misconceptions that sometimes we have installed in people's minds. We need to erase those misconceptions from people's minds to draw them back to Allah.